Hello and welcome to Balderdash Academy. I'm your headmaster, Bob LeBlanc. Joining me is our faculty professor of STEAM, Nate Green. That's me this time. (laughs) (laughs) Professor of Home Ec and Wellness, Marie Stewart Harmon. Greetings, friends and neighbors. Coach of the Balderdash Academy Dashers, Coach Steve Corning. Let's go, Dashers! And our four-time reigning champion, giving Nate a run for his money, Professor of English Language Arts, Molly McGill. Who, me? How high? (laughs) Our visiting professor today is Amanda Eaton. Amanda is the producer and co-founder of You Should Smile More, the all-female improv group as well. As a rapper, actor, performer, cyclist, hiker, and member of the Chamber of Comedy, along with the rest of the founding faculty. They're good. She's also the collaborator with Art Save the Vote, where she's currently collaborating with artists, making videos to encourage people to vote. Amanda has agreed to be the scorekeeper tonight while our faculty members compete for the coveted reigning champion banner. As they do every show. (laughs) They will do their best. (laughs) They will do their best in a showdown of competitive comedy at the end of each. Amanda will assign points to the competitor she feels is most worthy. Once again, she is not looking for the correct answer. The odds of her finding the correct answer is rare. She's looking for the best answer. The points are arbitrary and can be given to anyone at any time for any reason. At the end of the show, the faculty member with the highest point total will be named the reigning champion. Defending her title is four-time reigning champion, Molly McGill. Unbelievable. Giddy up! It is time to hear from the champ herself. Our first pop quiz is from Professor Molly McGill of English Language Arts. What do you have for us, champ? Hey, faculty. It is just lovely to see you again. And welcome, visiting Professor Amanda Eaton. So nice to have you here. As you know, we usually kick this off with an English Language Arts pop quiz. I'm going to switch it up this this week Whoa. in uh, honor of having Amanda here. Okay. So instead of giving you a word to defend, to uh, define, not defend, well, you have to defend the definition. A word to defend? <laughs> but I'm going to play a game called Who Said That? So what am I going to do? I'm going to give you a, a, a quote from somebody of notoriety, and you are going to tell me who said the quote and uh, justify it. Amanda, you are going to listen to him. I'll recap at the end. You let me know which one you want to give points to. All right, faculty, are you ready to do this? Let's do it. Go. Let's go, Dashers. Okay. The quote is, I've never really wanted to go to Japan simply because I don't like eating fish. And I know that's very popular over there in Africa. Hmm. (laughs) Once again, the quote is, I've never really wanted to go to Japan simply because I don't like eating fish. And I know that's very popular over there in Africa. (laughs) Bob, what do you got? (laughs) I mean, it's obvious, isn't it? It's Godzilla. He's not very big on uh, geography, geology either. Being a giant monstrous lizard, he hasn't had the education needed to really figure out where countries are. And frankly, it's the reason why he's so ill-tempered when he's in Japan. 
he hates Africa. He doesn't want to be in this enormous hot continent, not realizing he's on a relatively small temperate island in the North Pacific. It's not mm. his fault. He's a giant nuclear lizard. Cut him a break. Thank you so much for that defense of Godzilla. Marie, what do you got? Um, I, I hate to throw her under the bus like this, but Paris Hilton, um, she just never, she never really made it through geography class in high school. And um, this was, this was when they were offering her a modeling campaign over in Japan. Um, and, and she got really nervous and, and was like, I don't know, I, I'm on a, I'm on like an all vegan diet. I don't know if I can accept the fish into my life and again. And so I'm, Paris Hilton just doesn't really know her geography that well. Great. Thank you, Marie, for for Paris Hilton. Mm. Um, Nate, what do you have? Sorry, Paris. Uh, so this person is notarily known in the area <laughs> as being our uh, notary republic, uh, republic person. <laughs> and it's uh, it's uh, Stephen McGonagall. And uh, he said that. Um, <laughs> he, the weird thing is, is he was actually going to England Um and uh, I don't know why he was bringing up that stuff. But yeah, our notary uh, person did that. That's Great. Steve, that's, Stephen McGonagall. That's notable. Thank you. Yeah. Steve. Uh, so not everyone knows this, obviously, but this is a famous quote from Frank Sinatra. Uh, most people think of him as having the smoothest voice of his time. And everyone knows his his uh, his music. Um not everyone got a chance to see him live, unfortunately. Um, but there was a, a particular night he was performing in New York City, um, and he kind of he kind of tried to do a little something. You know, like nowadays we have freestyle battles, but you know that wasn't really <laughs> happening back then so much. But he thought he'd go off the rails and try some new lyrics out. Um, and he said, you know, I don't really want to travel to Japan because I don't really like fish that much. And he couldn't think of a rhyme, so he just said Africa. Um, and uh, yeah. it almost okay. actually made it onto the record. It was a last minute cut. Great. I heard great. he blessed the rains while he was down there, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Frank, yeah, Frank Sinatra did that. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Okay, Amanda, we have Bob's Godzilla's uh, lack of geographical sense. We have uh, Marie's Paris panic attack. We mm-hmm. have Nate's. Stephen McGonagall is pretty notable, and we Notary, have Notary Republic. we have Steve's smooth spitting Sinatra. What do you got? <laughs> well, this is a challenge, but first off, uh, Molly, I'm going to give you two sweet potato maki rolls uh, just Ooh. for coming oh! up with this question. Yes, thank you. I, I'm going to have to give Bob two points for the geography geology because those are both very important <laughs> subjects that probably kids aren't learning right now mm-hmm. in school since there's no school. Um, but I'm going to have to get up Marie the win for uh, four boxes of hair dye uh, because I think she was right with Paris Hilton. Yes, very, very close. Congratulations to Marie. Uh, Just to let you guys know, you're all so like right on the money. You're so close. Really? It's kind of a no brainer if you really think about it. It's Britney, bitches. It's Britney Spears. Does make sense. Another gem from the pop princess herself. (laughs) And I thought it was Jessica Simpson with this tuna. Very close. All right. That's like the worst game of Clue ever. I thought it was Jessica Simpson with a tuna. (laughs) 
but it's chicken Speak- of the sea. <laughs> chicken of the sea. Speaking of those difficult, hard-hitting questions, it's now time for Minute or Less. So before we move on to our next game, I will spin an opening icebreaker question for Amanda from the Balderdash Randomizer. The spin will generate a random question that Amanda will try to answer in one minute or less. These questions are hard-hitting. They can be anything from work and play to general trivia. The icebreaker question is this is one of the rough ones what is your favorite sandwich and why yes. oh yes. let's go okay well my favorite sandwich is vegetarian because I don't eat meat. So um, I'm a real fan of the Italian with none of the meat. So it's not really mm-hmm. an Italian. It's like a cheese sandwich with lettuce and pickles and onions and a little bit of oil and salt and pepper. Um, but I really just love veggie sandwiches with some hearty bread, maybe some seeds in there. They get them in your teeth. You got to pick them out. That's when you know it's a good sandwich. Mm-hmm. Follow up. Have you tried a fennel and chili flake TVP Italian. No, but that sounds oh, delicious. It is amazing. <laughs> and a textured, textured vegetable, vegetable protein. protein. Whoa. Oh, Imagine whoa. going to Taco Way. Bell and getting the perfect filler in a taco. It's TVP. Right? So <laughs> Are you down with TPT? Yeah, you know yeah, me. Um, down with TVP. I will have the recipe in the description. So how's okay. that? Yeah. Oh, great. All right. Moving on. Our first game is called Four Questions. Amanda is known as the rapper, her alter ego, Lady Minerva. In honor of our visiting professor, tonight's four questions will be about the goddess Minerva. Nice. Oh, great. Beautiful. Whichever one of our faculty members gives the best, not the correct, but the best answer, Amanda will award points. Our first question. Minerva is the Roman god of wisdom. She's the goddess of wisdom. Describe her symbol, Marie. What's her symbol? Um, uh, it is um, a brain. Um, and it has a golden flecks throughout all of the, um, the parts of your brain that move. You know, like the little inside of the little wormy parts of your brain. It's a brain that's got golden flecks. My All answer. right. A brain with golden wrinkles. Nate, what's your answer? Yes. Uh, well, this has been debated for a little while. Uh, it goes back and forth. The consistency there is that it's on a dome. So hence wisdom is dome. Uh, dome. And then, mm. yeah. And then it is either, this is the part that people can't really agree on. It's either... Uh, urine because people are taking a whiz on it, or it's actually uh, cheese whiz. Um, and uh, I personally am on the urine train, um, <laughs> so I believe that's a sample right there. Oh my god, a dome All covered right. in urine! So you're in the you're in the whiz dome, not the cheese whiz. Molly, what's your answer? 
Um, you guys are both very close, but I, I don't think you've been studying enough of your mythology. So what it actually is, it's one of those um, balls that you would put your hands on and the little pink and blue lights would go wherever your fingers are touching because that symbolized all the neurons firing in your head. Um, so it's beautiful pink and blue inside a dome. And then on top of that is a pair of glasses because everyone knows you're smarter when you put on glasses. All right. So a plasma ball wearing glasses. All right, Steve, what's your answer? Uh, so the symbol is a Philadelphia-style cheesesteak with provolone on top. Um, <clears throat> we, we all know Nate's on the urine train. Uh, I am on the opposite train. Um, the poop? When you're going to Philadelphia and you're having a classic <laughs> cheesesteak. <laughs> i got to be careful what I say about being on the non-urine train. Um there's two ways to have it, obviously. There's provolone and there's cheese whiz, right? Um, now, Minerva was the goddess of provolone cheese, wisdom, right? And how she got the wisdom was she saying, cheese whiz, dumb. Why would you put that on a sandwich? Provolone <laughs> cheese all the way. Let's go. All right. Oh, wow. So the goddess wow. of wisdom, provolone cheese, so what Steve's saying is if you can't go with number one, go with number two. <laughs> no! So, <that's> <laughs> our, our answers are we have Marie with a brain with golden flecks in the, and yes. I quote, wormy bits. We have <laughs> Nate. Inside the wormy bits. <laughs> Nate, it's a whiz dome and he's on the urine train. Molly... <laughs> Plays with balls of plasma with glasses. And Steve is uh, all about the cheese steak goddess. Mm -hmm. The answer, you're all very close. Those were all answers. You are. That's yeah, why the... I have to award you all points again. Um, this oh, time, right. Marie, you're getting one point because the gold flex, yes. I feel like the gold, it's just very inspiring. Um, Steve, you get two points because I did have a cheesesteak once. And I did go number two immediately. <laughs> um, you are going to get three points because the plasma ball that you were talking about, yes, generates a lot of electricity and just is very inspiring. Um, but for 10 points, we're going with Nate because um, I pee a lot. So that's 10 <laughs> points. Ten Much points, like Ozzy right? Osbourne, I'm going crazy on this urine train. So... <laughs> The actual answer, the actual answer was this. Her symbol is an owl. Uh, cool. Who? Her exactly. Our <laughs> next question. Oldie but a goodie. <laughs> so while in a weaving competition with a mortal woman, she did what to her competitor, Nate? She unfollowed her on all of the social media accounts. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> And immediately, she was a goddess, so immediately everybody followed suit and nobody followed her. It was it was like a shunning. All right, unfollowed her on the web, they Molly. Followed by unfollowed oh, her, wow. God, I'm glad you came to me. Um, what she did to this mortal weaver was she just, she laid it down. She's like, look, you are doing it wrong. I know things, wisdom. So let me show you how it's really done. She threw, she cast her weaving aside, she got down on the ground, she did the worm to show her how weaving is really done. And the mortal then became the best weaver, you know, in town, uh, thanks to uh, Lady Minerva. All right, so a looming hoedown. Steve, what's your answer? Uh, she did this move, um, you guys 
I've probably heard of this. It's called the sand snake. Um, first, sand to the eyes. And then second, snake down the dress. Two-part, and it'll distract anyone. And you'll be able to outweave also, them. That's Worst dirty. move to do on a first dirty. date. Yep. That I, mean, I wouldn't recommend it, but from experience, <laughs> so, Steve with the sand snake, Marie, what's your answer? Um, she she saw something within this mortal woman. She looked deep into her eyes and into her soul, and she realized that this mortal should really also be immortal. So she made her competitor also immortal. But in that process, there was like a long laying down that the mortal woman had to do. So inherently, Minerva won. But in turn, she made her competitor immortal. She killed it by not killing. Speaking of interns, how is Alan doing? Has anyone heard from him recently? Yeah, Alan's doing fine, okay, Nikki. Great. He's in the basement typing away on the next episode. So, <laughs> so we have four answers, two of which, believe it or not, was actually slightly adjacent to the truth. Okay. Lame so we down. have Nate. Nate unfollowed her on the web. Molly looming hoedown. Steve with a sand snake. And Marie made her immortal. The real answer, she turned her competitor who you might have heard of as the human woman Arachne into a spider, giving the entire family its name forever. So you got wow. Nate with the web, Arachnids. and you yeah. have uh, Marie with Immortal, the Arachnids named after Arachne. Amanda, how would you like to score? You guys make it so hard because you're all very intelligent. Um, <laughs> That's what we're known we know for. know a lot of stuff. It, it's hard to pick a, a winner on these things. Um, so, Bob, I'm going to give you five points because uh, you're wearing that suit and sweat your booty off. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I'm going to take a drink of water for that. <laughs> Any other or are you all set with a five? No pressure. It's up to you. It's your points. I just love you all, so I, I want to give you all points all the time. Um, but the one that <laughs> laugh the loudest, uh, Nate, unfollowing on social media. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you a seven points. Thank you. Whoa, seven big. points. That's huge. I appreciate right. that. You didn't need to, and I hear you. You bedmoed <laughs> me just a second ago. It's true. <laughs> it was private, though. I didn't make it public. But. How much? How much? Do you, how much was it, Nate? Because uh, you know, I could use seven points. So seven dollars. Uh, <laughs> seven one dollar per point. That's the decent. I, yeah, I can Stop handle that. Right. <laughs> Our next question: one of uh, one of Minerva's names is Minerva Lucinia, which means nightingale. Why? Why is she known as the Nightingale Molly? Oh, uh, it's actually because there's a really deep, famous uh, historical story about her fooling. <laughs> so is Molly. Yeah, yeah. Well, pull you should be. T t pull a seat. Um, <laughs> she was trying to trick this uh, local guy away from her gal, mm -hmm. his gal. And so she pretended to be a woman named Gail. And she wore this sexy, slinky nighty. 
And she ended up, I mean, it's a long story, long story short, she ended up stealing the guy from the woman, but then lost him once she took off the nighty. It's a big deal. So anyways, Nightingale. All right, Nightingale, because she used enough words to think of a story to explain why she's <laughs> called Nightingale. Steve, what's your answer? Uh, so they, they call her Nightingale. Uh, Nightingale is a, is a bird, of course, at, that comes out at night and has the word night in the name. They, they called her this because she was really, really good at sleeping. Um, she was just one of those people that had a natural... Uh, brain chemistry that was ready to sleep at a certain time she would lay down be asleep sleep uh, restfully throughout the entire night about seven to eight hours and she would wake up ready to start the day never had a problem never needed to pop a melatonin anything like that she was just the perfect sleeper that's why they called her the nightingale the perfect sleeper marie mm -hmm. what's your answer um so in the time that women were not as um, open with their own sexuality and it was very frowned upon if a woman was to sleep around, say. Um, and when a woman is loose, um, they, they, they might name her Lucine, Lucinia. Um, but, but, however, <laughs> um, the, the, uh, the locals could not pronounce that. Perhaps the same way I could not. And uh, instead, <laughs> they could say Nightingale because she was just strutting around at night. Um, mm. And uh, and so it was a slightly more appropriate term of the time while still calling her a loose woman. Poor, poor, poor Minerva. She did not deserve that. You're, you're, yeah, I definitely I completely understand. Typically, they called women like that in Rome priestesses. Nate, what's your answer? <laughs> So um, what this is, is uh, she was she was doing something which eventually led to the nickname and then she embraced it. So what she was doing is she was running around and because she was a goddess, she could run really fast um, and she just ran around with a sword. She was knighting everybody. She's like, you're a sir, you're a sir, you're a <laughs> female sir. And so she she was going at the speed of gale force winds, knighting everyone and everybody just called her Nightingale. Um, and then she embraced it, and then instead of saying, you're a sir, she started saying, boom, Nightingale, boom, Nightingale, boom, Nightingale. That's how she got it. <laughs> All right, so a serial nighter. So we have four answers. They are Molly stole a nighty from Gale, Steve slept a lot, Marie, she was strutting around at night, and Nate was a serial nighter. All very good answers. The real answer is that in Roman mythology, Minerva invented the flute. And the myth is, she didn't like the way her cheeks puffed up when she played it. She threw it by a river and the satyr found it. So. Amanda, how would you like huh. to score? Oof. Um, well, I think that we're going to go with five points to Molly um, because I myself have lost some lovers when I've taken off my nightie. Mm. <laughs> tough. We're also going to give five points to Marie um, because I, I do believe the loose women and uh, going with th that name. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it to the ladies this time. Equal. Thank you. Uh, you nice. All right. Great, too. <laughs> no, it's great points. Okay. So our last question in four questions. Featured in public and government artwork like Our Lady of Victories in Monument Square, Portland, or 
uh, the Pioneer Monument in San Francisco. Minerva can also be found on what West Coast icon? So Minerva can also be found on what West Coast icon, Steve? All right, so let me paint a picture for you guys for just a minute here. Um, so there's an amusement park uh, called Six Flags Magic Mountain, and it's it's home to a ride called Superman, which is the largest ride of its kind. It's not really saying that much, but it's very tall. I think it's, it's, I think it's almost 400 feet, okay? Without getting too nerdy. Um, but that, you know, it's too obviously late, an Steve. icon of California. <laughs> I'm like, look at the color right now. Look at the color of me. It's crazy. I've gone into <laughs> Thanks. sapia tone. Thanks, Christopher Walken. Mid, like, <laughs> what, what is happening? It's crazy. I, I think I think you just got a little distracted there. I was trying to paint. No, I was talking, thinking about painting a picture and then realized that I am yeah. literally just black and white here. So, hey, Steve, um, West Coast icon. Remember, this is a song about a West Coast icon. Oh, so, I'm sorry, what? What was that, Bob? Uh, it's yeah. a reference to Alice's restaurant. Oh, okay. so <laughs> did I answer your Getting question, or track. did I stop midway <laughs> noticing well, how sapia tone I was? Let me let me let, let me check the record. Okay. Six Flag Magic Mountain. Damn, I look pale. <laughs> hey, that's it. Good answer. I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Good let's answer. Go with that. I'm not gonna win anyway, so let's just go with that. Marie, what do you have? Um, it's on the Library of UC Berkeley. Um, they when they were building when the architect was coming in to build the library there, they really wanted to like impart knowledge and wisdom to the students when they come into the library. So um, the the library at the University of California in Berkeley. Great answer, Nate. What's your uh, What's your answer? Uh, it is on all of the signs of uh, In and Out Burgers because they're open <laughs> nightly for all those nut owls. <laughs> All right, all the signs for the In-N-Out Burger. Molly, what's your answer? It's actually on the most popular mode of transportation over there on the West Coast, from running from the top of the West Coast down to the South. It is, of course, on every single airstream driving up and down the coast of the West Coast. Um, it's mandatory. You have to have it on the back in some way. It could be a small insignia. Yeah. It could be the entire thing, but it is mandatory. It's kind of like it makes a lot of sense. So motorhome. Tramp stamp yeah. for your motorhome. That's it, So baby. we have from cool. Steve Six Flags Magic Mountain Paleness, we have Marie <laughs> it was a Library. I will say, you check the... Alan's going to go back and reverse. I did mention a roller coaster. <laughs> it was atop that before. Flashback. So there's an amusement park uh, called Six Flags Magic Mountain, and it's it's home to a ride called Superman, which is the largest ride of its kind it's not really saying that much. This has been a Balderdash Academy flashback. You did. You did. And you mentioned, I believe, Superman, which is the <laughs> yeah. tallest roller coaster of its oh kind. Which is you insane. totally blacked out. Right? can't even remember what you were saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, next, we have Marie with the Library of UC Berkeley, which is likely correct. Minerva is featured on almost every library because the goddess of wisdom. You have Nate on all of the signs for in and out. And Molly, mm. it's a law. It needs to be on every airstream. Good, good answers. The real answer was Minerva is featured on the state seal of California. 
And the reason is because much like the state of California, she emerged fully formed. Hmm. Hey now. Just like me. Hey now. Ouch. All right. Yeah. So I had hair and everything. Ow. That does not surprise me. And you haven't grown oh much since. Amanda, how would you like to score? <laughs> Um, well, we're going to give Steve one point because Beautiful. you turned all pale when you were mentioning <laughs> roller coasters, and that's what happens to me when I go on roller coasters. So one point for you. Um, we're going to give Molly two points because I think that's creative, and you know, just I, I like it that, that that they should have require that on your airstream, right? Yeah. We're going to give Nate uh, three points because. Uh, in and out burger and i'm sure it's going in and out of your system real quick uh, and i like that a lot like and an <laughs> like, um, five points because i think that is pretty truthful all right i will so find out. <laughs> our points are in Last place, we have Steve with three points. Next, we have Molly with nine. You have myself with ten. Beautiful. Wow. I'm, I'm slaying it over here. Marie with 15. <laughs> and in the lead is Nate with 20. Wow. Shocker. Wow. Shocker. <laughs> Freaking shocker. Okay. Oh, shocker, says the person with four wins under their belt. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy. Says the guy with five wins under his belt. Under his belt, <laughs> exactly. Mundo. Well, I didn't Am say I too pale? Join us. Problem? <laughs> Join Steve. us for a talk oh with producer, rapper, actor, performer, improviser, hiker, cyclist, many other things. Amanda Eaton. When we return to Balderdash Academy, go Dashers! Steve, this is why we're losing on the sports teams because you're too concerned about your paleness. I. You guys, literally, I look like I'm in sepia tone right now. What is going Go on? It's fine. Listening is cool and all, but watching gives you so much more. See the players' real-time reactions, flub-ups, and all the snark that intern Alan Smithy can dole out on the running commentary. Only at Balderdash Academy's YouTube channel. <laughs> this is already off the rails. <laughs> off the rails of the urine train. Let's go. Somebody reel Steve back in. Reel you back in, buddy. Happen, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Welcome back to Balderdash Academy. Woo! <laughs> so, we are here today with visiting professor Amanda Eaton. Amanda hails from the beautiful state of Maine where she received her BA in theater and a minor in dance from the University of Maine. She is a proud graduate of the Second City, Chicago, where she completed the Improv Conservatory and Music Improv Conservatory programs and interned there for several years. Amanda is the producer and co-founder of You Should Smile More, the all-female improv troupe, which counts our very own professors Marie Stewart Harmon and Molly McGill as members. She's also a member of the Chamber of Comedy at Maine Repertory Theater, along with the rest of Balderdash Academy's founding faculty. You might know her as her alter ego, the rapper Lady Minerva. Two of her songs have been playing on the radio in New Hampshire for over a year. She's been hard at work this summer, 
writing a new song for Maine's Bicentennial. Stay tuned for the release this fall. We will update you when it drops. Amanda is also involved with the organization Art Saves the Vote, or Art Saved the Vote, and is currently collaborating with LA artists making videos to encourage people to vote. In addition to her performing music and activism, she also loves to hike and bike across Maine. Amanda, welcome to Balderdash Academy. Thanks for having me, guys. Yay! <laughs> so, Amanda, I, I have a question. I have a qu- we've known each other for a little over a year now. And I knew that you came from Chicago, right? So, from Spolin's influence on the Compass Players to her son's next project, Second City, Chicago has always been widely considered the the home for our art form. It is the mecca of improv. Is that what led you to Chicago or was it more for traditional theater? Uh, You know the joke. If you want to be an actor, you go to New York. If you want to be a working actor, you go to Chicago. Yep. So (laughs) was it it improv improv or theater or was it something else? else? It was my professor, Dr. Sandra Hardy from the University of Maine, who said to me, if you don't move to Chicago and go to Second City, you're right. F an idiot. Nice. It's <laughs> a good teacher. So I uh, is a good teacher. Went. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And how I long like how long were you there, Amanda? Uh, so I lived in Chicago from 2005 to 2011. And my gosh, uh, somebody that I live with, my partner Brendan, <laughs> is is really encouraging us to move back. Um, but we'll see, guys. We'll see. <laughs> what is it that draws you to Chicago? Like, what does Chicago have that Portland, that Maine, we don't or, have. or Maine that in general have. doesn't have? Because, you know. Well, there's just more opportunity. Um, I've been very happy in Maine, and particularly with the Chamber of Comedy and You Should Smile More, the opportunities and Sleuth Mystery. Um, there are lots of opportunities in Maine that pay, which is great. Um, but Chicago, you know, it is... Like we were, Bob was saying, it, that's the birthplace. And there's just so many different opportunities there, uh, whether it be TV shows, filming or commercials, voiceovers. Mm-hmm. It's just a more abundant uh, community for that type of opportunity. You've done commercials and television here. What are some things that people might recognize you in? Because you're a busy lady. I am a busy lady. Um Let's see. Um, I was, I think the last commercial that I did was for, um, oh God, what was the channel? It was a news station. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good morning, Maine. That's what it was. Good morning, Maine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I had two kids running around. I'm like, I'm going to be late for work. And then the newscasters pop up. Um, I think that was one of the last commercials I did, I think. It's hard to remember because this pandemic is making my brain really slow and, yeah. and dumb. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And all opportunities are like kind of difficult to find right now because we're all trying to be safe. Right. And that's why we created this game show. No, I mean, one of the things I was I was thinking of is we a couple of weeks on, we had Andy Baides and Ginevra Gallo Baides who are from... Chicago. They're from the Neo Futurists, mm. and uh, one of the things that they were talking about is that the Neo Futurists, in particular, never took a hit from the pandemic because they immediately transferred into an ov- online stable platform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this weird 
this weird, hard to predict future that we're living in now, where we don't know if we're, we're going to be on stage at the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. We don't know if we're going to be on stage at the end of next summer or if we're looking at five years without anything to do. Uh, it seems to me that there are institutions in Chicago in particular who found a way around the pandemic or at least mm-hmm. found a way to yeah. to prosper in the pandemic. And I was wondering if if being uh, in the main scene, if you found anything like that, either remotely or regionally within the area that might be doing the same. Um, I know that some theater companies in Bangor, Maine, they are actually producing plays right now. They're a house at the Bangor Mall and they have all these safety precautions mm. that are in effect. Um, so they are producing shows still. Um, I believe was it Footlights? I think did they try? Yeah. Footlights is mm-hmm. still up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. But other than that, I haven't been really in the in the know of other theaters that are Molly um, happening uh, yet. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of online stuff, um, which I mean is the safest thing to do right now. So yeah. What is feeding your creative soul right now? Mm. Um. So I actually just finished up on. Monday, uh, The Artist Way by Julia Cameron. It, it's a kind of a self-help discover your artist book. Um, and I had started it. I bought it 10 years ago. I started it four times. This is the first time I've actually completed the whole thing. Um, so I feel like that really- Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Nice. I was able to really like uncover a lot of my demons, you know, like things yeah. that are really bogging me down. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm very politically- active and i think that is also that's spurring a lot of it um nature i've really been trying to get out there and hike a lot um so i've been capturing footage from the spring through the summer for my main bet centennial wrap that's going to come out um so that's nice. been really inspiring just being out in the woods and the nature yeah. and letting yeah. out the toxins of the world sure. <laughs> and the fear sure. yeah um so yeah. i think that's been very inspiring to me Nice. Um, so this is probably going to air around voting time when things are getting hairy. Mm. Talk to me about Art the Vote. Talk to me about yeah. Art the Vote. What's going on? What are people doing? What are you doing? Who is Art? Yeah. <laughs> Art? We want him to vote really bad. Yeah. Art, vote! Oh. my feet. Um, so uh, it's called Art Save the Vote, and it's a collaborative uh, group of artists, nonpartisan, who are trying to just spread the word for people to get out and vote. Um, we're, we're asking people to fill out the census. We're asking people to request their mail-in ballot. Um, so just trying to avoid those long lines, the closed polling locations, uh, just really spreading the word. So um, I've been collaborating with couple different individuals and we have some different video projects that are going to be coming out. Um, the one that most recently I've been working on is about nature, it's nature's voice and why you should vote um, with nature talking. Um, so yeah, yes. it's, it's great. It's great with the connections and lots of cool people that I've been able to meet. So, and we're going we're gonna to change the world. Yes, you are. I really, yes, you are. I really appreciate that um, that is one of the reasons that's spurring you to the polls. And when you're talking about leaving Maine, um, I know like there's been such an artist mecca to Maine as well because Maine is so inspirational. And I know you've been doing a lot of hiking and stuff recently. Where is your 
like favorite place to sit. Like you've been to a bunch of different mountains recently. Oh, she's gonna point it out. Yes, let's let's do a top ten. <laughs> top ten. Top ten. So up, uh, where is it? <laughs> That's like smack dab in the I middle. I love that there. place. Somewhere is Galpagus, and it's a twelve-mile loop. It's near Katahdin. It's actually uh, mm-hmm. the old Katahdin Ironworks that you go in through, and it's all waterfalls. You can swim in them. There's one you can actually slide down. Um, so we're doing that next weekend, and I grew up hiking that, and I'm like, I love it. It's so fun. So fun. It's, awesome. it's a challenge, but it's it's rewarding um i love it it's super fun i want to know more about lady minerva and and may i just put in a request uh for for you to spit a little spit a little rhyme here can we get a little (laughs) tasty get a little tasty Um, uh, at one point i heard a little something about chapstick one day what um yeah 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 i don't know if that's still in your in your head somewhere that is um okay Yo, it's hard to say what I'd be a junkie for today. Crack cocaine, heroin, or bulls. Not the drug of choice I choose to use. Makes me feel confident with its slick, shiny texture. You'll be a betcher, you'll be hooked too. If my mom's a lecture, I'm drowning in debt. <laughs> money for buying it. Achy, you're shaky. I need to fix your body, bell. What the hell, lip smackers? With sex, comics, chapstick. I need a fix, I need a fix, I need a fix. I need a fix, I need a fix, I need a fix. <laughs> wow honestly that was like me at age 12 is like i just i was addicted to chapstick so <laughs> you're bringing me right back pretty good <laughs> thank you for i know i put you on the spot but like i love it i love it i love it thank so you so up and with like something about i do not have Amanda, for our tens of listeners mm. um talk to, <laughs> talk to us about you should smile more yeah, so You Should Smile More uh, started with Tara McDonough and Hillary Manuel. And we have kind of taken a little break during this pandemic. Um, we did produce one episode that we put out. Um, and right now we're kind of just like, okay, where are we in this world uh, with producing comedy? Um, but we do hope to get back to having our guests stand up comedian and then having our bunch of different improvisers from all over New England come together uh, and and make people laugh again. Um, I really, really miss our crew. Uh, we started it a year ago, which is kind of crazy. And we always had sold out shows. We went to Bangor and did the improv festival there. And that was just absolutely fantastic. Um, so uh, we're, we're really hoping we can get something together soon we're just kind of taking a little break while you know the world is doing its thing and um hopefully we'll get as someone i've been doing improv now since um i was a sophomore in college so that was 2000 aughts and um uh as it was a very male it was a very male dominated field most of the time I found myself being one woman surrounded by five or six men um and so as I am so thankful that you guys have created this opportunity to like support the female comedians that we have here because women are really funny Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and and like you said we've been selling out shows and I think that's a testament to like the times are changing and people do think women are funny and 
I just appreciate an environment where that's been fostered and supported in main repertory theater, um, where the American Chamber of Comedy, that's our home as well. Is I think it's it, we could consider it the home of You Should Smile More. It's where we started everything as well. And um, like having those environments here in Maine to foster these creativities, um, it's so important. So I'm so thankful that you and Tara and Hillary have created this as somebody who's been able to be a guest improviser a couple times. So yeah. kudos to you and thank you. Yeah, thank <laughs> now, you. It seems to, I've been to every, I, I've been to every You Should Smile More except for the Improv Festival in Bangor. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me like it's it's not a formula per se, but it's a... Um, it's a procedure that could be gifted to other you should smile mores. And I was wondering, mm -hmm. were, you, were you thinking about branching it out into other regions? Because right now it's a New England based, northern New England based at most from Boston north. Yes. Um, yeah. And that's really where the focus is. But if you go back to Chicago, I know you have, uh, I know Tara has contacts out in California. Mm -hmm. I can see you should smile more being a coast to coast phenomena. And I was wondering if you have any plans to make that so. Yeah, um, yeah I does. think that would be definitely something. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, and it was wonderful when we did, it was uh, April or March or whenever we did the, because who knows what month it is right now, uh, we did the You Should Smile More video. We actually had female improvisers from all over yeah. the world who participated. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that was That was April 1st or April 2nd, I believe. Yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah. It was awesome. I watched it. I yeah. It, <laughs> I was set to work the theater the night you had it going, and we had to cancel due to the pandemic. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so I definitely think it's something you know, like maybe Tara and Hill would have the the main branch, and if I do move, you know, I'm still up in the air. I'm sure Brendan's celebrating in there that I'm even talking about this. Um, <laughs> you know that you know that would be something that I could perhaps have a Chicago branch. Um, yeah. Yeah. Things are open to possibilities and unpredictable <laughs> in this pandemic world currently <laughs> the really unique thing about you should smile more is that it's a whole bunch of improvisers that you hillary tara know that you just kind of pull from these pools of people that you know and then you form this cast and every time I've been there, there's been multiple people that I have never met and never been on stage before. So all these women are acting, improvising for the first time together, just pulling out, pulling out games and calling people up and whoever wants to go stands up and all based on the, the stand up comics, um, bit. Yeah. And it's just, I think that's so awesome because through You Should Smile More, I met all these amazing other women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, yeah. really, that's really unique, where you're throwing together all these people that have never met before, and you're saying, go make a show. And the success that yeah. it's had is really a testament. Yeah, and that yeah. first show was extremely nerve-wracking. It was like, is this going to work? Because we, like you said, Molly, hadn't met any of the other improvisers. It was like, what are we doing? Um, but because yeah. everyone that we asked to participate is such a strong improviser that everyone gets each other's back and the show just, it flows and there's just so much trust that immediately happens. Um, and I think that we have that about 45 minutes to an hour just of a warm up and a get to know you. And I think yeah. that's imperative to a successful yeah. show. Um, I think there was one show that we didn't do that. And it was like, oh, we need to do that. <laughs> so one one thing uh, as a viewer of you should smile more is that it is a testament to the power of the rules of improv mm -hmm. yeah. that you can take people from disparate backgrounds 
from disparate experiences. And as long as they understand yes and, and listen and make your scene partner look good, you will succeed. Mm -hmm. And you should smile more is demonstrative proof that that concept is a reality. Yeah. Hey, yes. funny <laughs> Thank <as> you. Thank <laughs> you. Not, not, not to be confused with a monster. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> it's a D monster. Not at all. A D monster. <laughs> 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 Comes right after a C monster. <laughs> wow, Molly. <laughs> seven points to Molly. She meant Steve. Cookie monster. Cookie, cookie monster. Right, right. Yeah. What are you guys even talking no, no, about? C monster. It's a. It's S-E-A monster. Yeah. So oh, what we're talking S-E-A. about Perfect. is stay like, tuned. We'll be coming <laughs> back know, next with our uh, Steam pop quiz and Lie, Lie Again, only on Balderdash Academy. Go Dashers! Welcome back to Balderdash Academy. Our points are in last place. You have Steve with three points. Next Let's go, you baby. Have, <laughs> next, you have Molly with nine. You have me, myself with ten. Me self. Yeah, me self with ten. You have. You had me. You have, Marie, you have Marie with fifteen, and you have Nate with twenty. That's a lot of points. And speaking of Nate, it's time for our second pop quiz. This pop quiz is from the professor of steam, Nate Green. Nate, what do you have for us? So I have a pop quiz, which is what you just said we have. So that's what I have. Um, (laughs) Now, in September... Of 2009, John Boswell, who is an electronic uh, musician, uh, mm. created this song and a music video to go along with it. Uh, he calls it A Glorious Dawn. Um, and what he did is he used um, samplings from fa- famous, let me see if I can say the word this time, cosmologists. Um, <laughs> Carl Sagan, uh, and he actually took clips from uh, his series in the 80s, The Cosmos, and oh, yeah. he used clips from um, Stephen Hawking, mm. uh, from Stephen Hawking's universe. And um, the reason he did this is because he, as he said, he wants to uh, spread scientific knowledge and philosophy through musical remixes. Um, and he also wants to deliver scientific knowledge and philosophy in musical form. So he thought of putting this out. And when he put it out on YouTube in September of 2009, it blew up. Like within the first couple of days, I think it had like 80,000 hits. And by the end of the week, it was up to a million. Um, So I've been listening to that song, that watching that music video quite a lot. Um, And I like one of the first things that said in it. Um, So here's my question. According to Carl Sagan, what is the first step in making an apple pie from scratch? All right. <laughs> so, Steve, you you know a lot about cooking, especially apples. Uh, <laughs> I, I know the answer to this, but you know what? 
Okay, I know the exact answer to this, Nate. I bet you do. Thank you for calling on me first. I really appreciate it. Um, here's a lesson I learned today. Um, I had a busy day and I had a lot to do. And I said, I want to like hammer these things. out. I got like a list of things I need to do. I'm going to start my day. I could do a little meditation. Okay, so I sit down. Good for you. And thank you, Marie. So it's good for it's good. It's good for what ails you, honestly. Um, and so I'm really I get the video playing. I'm really in this nice state, you know, kind of five minutes in feeling really good. And my cat wanders over and, you know, kind of go over, just give her a nice, nice pat. You know, it's like, oh, this is adding to the relaxation, patting a nice furry cat. Um, and then I'm not patting her well enough, so she bites me. <laughs> and then then I'm not patting her at all, so she continues to bite me. Um, this is a trend in my household, uh, and this also happens at dinner time, um, where she will jump on the counter and start harassing me for pats, and she will start biting me. So the key to making anything, whether it is a good mental state through meditation or a beautiful apple pie, is first you adequately love the things around you especially if it's a cat that wants to bite you. That was a like long it. All story. Right. I hope you guys enjoyed that. that. Was a- wow. So the first step in making an apple pie from scratch is to avoid getting a scratch from your cat. From a cat. Thank you, Nate. You yeah. summed it up way better than I did. Yeah. And succinctly, um, too. So succinctly. And uh, Molly, what what is uh, what is the first step in making an apple pie from scratch, according to Senior Sagan? Absolutely. Um, first, I want to say that song was dope, and I love it. That song is so good. Thanks for bringing that back. I'm totally going to listen to it. Okay, so what the what they say in the music video uh, in the lyrics of the song to uh, first step for making an apple pie is to do like Newton and sit under an apple tree. I mean, it's kind of obvious. It's uh, science, and uh, yeah. that's how you get the uh, gravity, and you get yep. the... Newton was the first uh, guy to invent lazy pie-making by not picking the apples, but letting them fall into your lap. Yeah, yeah. It's all natural. It's very yeah. organic, natural baking processes. Yeah. Not necessary the form, but the processy. And uh, Marie? Um, well, obviously the first step is to go pick your apples, but it's not just any apples that you have to go picking. You have to go get gala Leo apples. <laughs> Ayo. She did it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll give you a gala. You give me an Ayo. Gala. <laughs> Ayo. Ayo. <laughs> use that. Use that in Lady Minerva. That's. Oh, you, I will. I'll give that. <laughs> that's, 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 that's for you. That's a good um. So okay, so we got a guy, a, a Newton, and a Galileo. Um, mm-hmm. and Bob, what, how, do, how well, do we start an apple pie from scratch? You mentioned Carl Sagan. So mm. having somebody who grew up on Cosmos, um, I would probably say that his first step being the original back to basics would be to blow up a star. Honestly. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Butterfly effect. I like that. Um, well, he, he's famous for saying we're all made of star stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, um, before we get into the real answer, uh, let's uh, go. I'm going to go backwards because that's how I'm going to remember him. Uh, Bob was about blowing <laughs> stuff up. And um, 
Thank you for finishing that sentence. Or they say up at the end. And then and then we have uh, Marie with Gala. Leo! It was lame. And then we have uh, Newton makes it happen. And finally, uh, I realize I'm referencing people, and I don't know if that's where they're, they're going to be at the end. But anyway, uh, Steve, um, yours was uh, the cat scratch fever. You got uh, it. Yeah. So how do you want to hand out these points? Well, we all know you need 3.14 cups of flour, but... Mm. Mm, nice work. Ha! Bob, five points. We're going to give Steve, six points, because you really should love yourself and love things around you. We're going to yeah. give Marie seven points, because Gala... hey And we're going to give Molly nine points, because you need the apples and the gravity and Newton. That was good. It, nice work, Molly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Makes sense. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks, so, guys. Um, that was good pointage. I'm going to give you four points just for scoring that, because that you, you really did well with that. <laughs> um, now, uh, the correct answer was actually, Bob was pretty close. I think a lot of, it sounds like a lot of you have heard it, so you probably know what it is. But um, the uh, the line is, if you wish to make an apple pie from scratch, you must first invent the universe. Mm. So I would say Bob was probably the closest to that. I don't, I don't think that that's that. within my skill set. <laughs> this is also why you never asked Carl Sagan to bring anything for potluck. <laughs> no, he really overcomplicates it. Yeah. It's, like, it's out of this world when he does, though. It's out of this world. It's like, <laughs> like I got another 44 <laughs> billion years. <laughs> this chili's only at the Jurassic period. <laughs> <laughs> but this dip's mezzanine. <laughs> it's time for our minute or less question, Amanda. <gasps> what is your favorite part of entertaining? My favorite part of entertaining is hearing the audience feedback. That's a good six second answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you suck get off the stage <laughs> no is it that because that's usually what i get <laughs> that that's a good question though like what is your favorite type of feedback to get from an audience member yeah yeah just that they enjoyed the experience that they got to forget about the world and the craziness of the world and be in that. a whole different mindset um yeah and yeah, that's the best that they they actually like were in it and focused, and that I was able yeah. to help them help with them that. Um, I also, besides their their feedback, I just love to be different characters, and I like to be somebody else yeah, for a yeah. little bit. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So our next game is lie, lie again. I will read a weird or unusual fact about a select mm. member of the faculty. This statement can be true or a lie, as you know. We've done enough of these. Our visiting professor and fellow faculty member may question the subject to better understand whether or not the statement is the truth or a lie. Either way, the subject must convince everyone that the unusual fact is true, no matter how absurd it sounds. So Steve loves amusement parks. It's a love that has gotten him into trouble more than once. One time while traveling in England, 
Steve lost his wallet and passport on a roller coaster. True. Isn't that right, Steve? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who has our first question for Steve? Uh, When did you realize they were missing? Sorry, Amanda. Nope, that's good. Um, It was probably like an hour later, honestly, as sad as that sounds. Because you think, like, normally I'm someone who's kind of on top of that stuff, but you're just kind of, I was just kind of enjoying the, Maria, what was that face? Because you know that's not true, (laughs) that I'm not on top of that stuff. (laughs) The only things in life I'm on top of are usually the things in my pocket, so that's really the extent of my ability to be on top of anything at all um as you guys and sandwiches by, and sandwiches thank you bob <laughs> watching this show. it was about an hour later we were queuing up for another ride and um that's when i kind of noticed because they were kind of in a different like lower pocket <clears throat> on my on my uh zippered shorts cargo you know? shorts yeah oh, no, these, are like, these are like classy they're classy they get like hidden zippers so nobody knows they're cargo shorts yeah <laughs> great <laughs> all right all who right. has the next question for steve amanda what was that uh what was the name of the the ride that you were on steve mm. okay so mm-hmm. this was at alton towers in alton england and uh the ride i believe the ride that i lost them on was rita which is a strange name for a roller coaster but it's a lot. Rita's a ride. It is. It used to be called Rita Queen of Speed, but they renamed it at some point to just Rita. And there was all these theories about what Rita stood for. Um, Adderall. <laughs> uh, it's like something. It like stands for something backwards, and they they just called it Rita. Yeah, whatever. I'll I'll think now, of it because it is actually now, interesting. I bet Alan could figure it out. This um, this roller coaster, since it was in England, did it go on the other side of the track yes it does go on the other side of the track thank you for asking <laughs> that, that was a trick question because there is no other side of the track you're lying see ironically though rita is themed to a car like you're sitting in a basically a car um so you, you could theoretically no, say you're on the other side of the road nice job okay. nate nice job okay. uh when good. did when did you find your wallet or did you find your wallet and I did. And how? I did, yeah. So yeah. Um, even though it would make a more interesting story, it did not like go flying out on the roller coaster, even though that would have been a better story because it was a lodged roller coaster. It's very fast, you know, got tight corners. What I had done is I had pulled them out because um, I had my, I had put up my friend's stuff in my pockets as well, and I didn't want to cram in. This one had like a tighter seat. So I pulled out everything, kind of set it there what I had been doing all day is just pulling out my phone out of my main pocket and setting it down. So when I got out of the station and picked up my stuff, I was just grabbing my phone and not the extra stuff. So it sat there for about an hour. And luckily the, you know, it's a well-run amusement park and they, they kept it there, assuming I would come back eventually and pick it up. They're very nice. They, they're very nice. <laughs> in England, I will say yeah. if I, you know, could lump an entire nationality into one word, I would say <laughs> nice. 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 Um, was it just your wallet or was it also your passport? Wallet and passport, yeah. Wallet and passport. What friend were you on this journey with? I was visiting some friends of mine in England that I actually write music with. Um, shout out to uh, Josh and Dom in case they ever happen to listen to us or in case they're ever um, guests on our show. 
because uh, they're both very interesting people and very good musicians. Um, and I was visiting them in England. And they live in very different parts of England. We kind of met in the middle and went to this amusement park. What did they lose their passports? <laughs> <laughs> See, it's hard playing this game because my natural instinct is to say yes and, but then <laughs> no, Nate. I'm sorry. It feels weird to say no to you, but no. It always feels weird to say no to Nate. <laughs> I know. Look at that face. Any other questions for Steve? I don't know. I have it's rough, right? Uh, yeah, Nate, what is it? I have one. So, Steve, you're a sandwich guy. Um, I want your thoughts because amusement park food is notoriously yeah. bad. What are your thoughts on the food at that specific park? It was actually quite good what I had. I would have eaten a lot more, actually, if I had had time. The weird thing about England is the interesting things to do. They like close at like five o'clock because everyone has to go to the pub or something. I'm not sure what they're doing. (laughs) Literally like shopping malls, amusement parks, museums, they close at five. Like that's like the time everyone's done doing things for the day. So we got there, you know, first thing like 10 o'clock and we only had till five and it's a big amusement park. Very, very, very busy. And there's massive roller coasters. And you know me, I'm a huge fan of roller coasters and I'm who knows the next time I'm going to be back at this park in England. So I'm, I'm rushing coaster to coaster. I did stop for a chicken sandwich with fries, uh, with chips, sorry. And I dipped the <laughs> chips in mayonnaise and ketchup. Okay. At so, the same time? Delicious. Yes, at the same time. Yeah. Proper. Mm, yeah. Okay. This is the most exciting story I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> this is better right. than me meditating with a cat biting me. <laughs> I don't know how so, it beats that. You That's why I'm a dog person. heard the questions. Now let's hear your conclusions. Molly, Oh true God! Right at me. I'm sure that you have been to this uh, amusement park. I'm sure that you did all these things. Whether you lost your wallet or not is the one little that's really getting me. Um, You're a pretty pro roller coaster rider. I don't think you would make up such a novice slip up as that. So I'm going to go with false. Mm. All right, Nate, what's your answer? See, he's not, he's definitely a pro, uh, you know, uh, roller (laughs) Coaster. I was going to say blader. Roller coaster uh, enthusiast. I'm not a but pro he also, roller blader. <laughs> no. You also said that you were holding your friend's stuff. So I'm like, that. I could see that slip up happening where you were trying to separate things and everything. Um, everything seemed truthful except for when you said that you always know what's in your pockets because I've seen you pull stuff out of your pocket and be like, I didn't know that was there. Um, <laughs> So, but despite I mean, that, really accurate. despite that, I'm going to say true. That was the only thing I think that you may have been fibbing on, though. All right, Marie, what's your answer? Um, I agree with Molly. I I think that it's absolutely possible, and pro- I think Steve has been to this amusement park and has ridden on this Rita ride. Um, everybody loves to ride on the Rita. Um, but get on top, take a spin. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I, I think it's false. I think it's false. All false, right. false. Lies. Lies. So lies. Amanda, we have Molly with a lie, Nate with a truth, Marie with a lie. What's your take on this? Um, I also believe that Steve, you did go to this amusement park and you mentioned that you had a chicken sandwich and fries or chips. <laughs> 
um, and you were rushing around. So I believe in that lack of nourishment and you're running around that you did indeed lose your wallet and passport in your present right. state. Who brings so, her passport to the amusement park? Like, what are you see, doing? But he's in England. That's the only thing. That was, that was, I was going back on that. I was like, yeah, that wow. was definitely a lie. Who brings her passport? But then I went back to like, okay, Wait. I probably, if I am visiting a foreign country, I probably do bring my passport no. with me. So to the amusement it's, park? It's like no. Legal ID, so you kinda, yeah, you know, I probably no. would. No. I feel All like right. it's a lie. So <laughs> we have Molly with yeah. a lie, Nate with a truth, Marie with a lie, Amanda with the truth. Steve, what's the story? Uh, most of it was true, except for the part where I left my wallet in. Okay. All right. Amanda. So, uh, while Amanda. you guys are talking, or well, Amanda's doing this, I'm going to look up what Rita stands for. <laughs> uh, I, already, I did. I'm not sure it stands for anything. Uh, it's now, I believe, known as Camilla, Queen of Speed. Oh. Um, oh. So, Amanda, how would you like to score? Woo! Well, I'm going to give Steve 10 points because you had me. <laughs> All right. That, there, there it is. Yep. yep. All right. Ooh, there it is. So, that's the end of our first half. Our points are in last place, our visiting professor with four points. Next, <laughs> we have... <laughs> Myself with 15, Molly with 18, oh, son of a Steve with 19, Whoa, Nate with 20. Our new leader is Marie with 22. How did that Oops. happen? Wowzers. <laughs> Gala. So, hey, Join us when we return with Coach Steve and Mask Charades only on Balderdash Academy. Go Dashers! Go Dashers! <laughs> <laughs>
um, had a had a recent injury. And oh, we, crikey! All reports are saying he will not be playing in the playoffs. And I know you guys are all shattered by this news. But luckily, we um, have some incredible candidates for someone to replace Ben Simmons as the starting point guard on the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. So I've got a list of candidates here. Again, this is a segment that um, we're playing once again, a reoccurring segment called I Need a Pitcher, Not a Belly Itcher, where each of you guys try to pitch to me your brilliant idea. Okay. So, I, I think I want to start with Bob, since a lot of us sure. are forced yeah. to start first by Bob. I think it's his turn <laughs> to go to be put under yeah, the no gun. No worries. All right. What do we have? So, Bob, um, you're you're here today. Um, now, you've got someone very, very specific that you're looking to Yes, replace. I do. Yeah. Um, yes, I this do. This is a um, friend of the show, a past guest, Amy Von Masek. I want you to of tell course. me why Amy Von Masek, friend of the show would make the ideal starting point guard for the Philadelphia 76ers? Well, you see, what the 76ers lack more than anything else right now is a public presence that uh, hits up more than just their demographic. And the thing about Amy Von Masek that is so good, being the business manager for the Dramatist Guild, she has access to a community that isn't currently being served by the 76ers. Mm. What she can offer them is a an audience base that currently has no means of outside entertainment now that Broadway is likely shut down well into next year if they're lucky. Amy, having the outlet that she has, having the resources that she has, can very easily position the team in such a way to reflect the interests of the theater-going community and participants mm -hmm. who write for theater. Wow. Amy is the only solution that makes sense. So you you said she has a good uh, outlet. Um, how's her outlet mm -hmm. pass? How's her outlet pass? That's a that's fantastic. A okay, just not yeah, only okay. is her outlet pass one of the best in the league, it is so good you've never seen it. Wow, okay, <laughs> that's huge. Now, do, any idea her height? Because it is important that um, she can kind of compete under the basket. Well. You think height makes a difference in sure, basketball, I do, yeah. but in reality, it doesn't. Because wow. if the network is strong enough, the cheers coming remotely through the screens will be enough <laughs> to distract the taller players. And as we know from Amy's prowess, she goes nowhere without knitting needles. Find me another <laughs> player true. who is armed on the court. It's true. All right. Beautiful. Thank you, Bob. I really appreciate your input. You're welcome. Um, let's Thank go you. to Molly next. Uh, Molly, Great. Um, this is, I'm going to say this is out of left field. Um, I, Wait, I thought we were talking about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> this is out in the three-point line. Um, <laughs> none of us were expecting this, so I'm really intrigued to see how you're going to pitch this to us. Sure. Um, you want to replace the starting point guard position with Stimpy. Um, yes. Tell me a little bit about that. Famous cartoon character, Stimpy. Yep, that's correct. So um, everyone knows Stimpy from Ren and Stimpy, the dynamic mm. duo, the the comedy gold. Um, but what they don't know about Stimpy, Ren and Stimpy, when it got taken off the air, is that Stimpy really went into training hardcore. Um, he needed a new pastime. He and uh, Ren weren't getting along. So he took a basketball and he got really darn good. Now, 
not only is he skilled on the court, but what's really important when you're playing basketball is your intimidation factor. And if mm-hmm. there is, tell me if there's anything more intimidating than a little bloodshot chihuahua dog with foaming spit coming out of his mouth. He's talking like this. I don't think there is. Uh, so Uh-oh. not only does he have the skills to do it, he has the intimidation factor. Wow. That's huge. Um, and a huge fan base that he's bringing with him as well. well I mean, you thing. have a whole bunch of Gen Xers that are just ready to dive in. They they sure are. If we could kind of, you know, put together a deal with him also showing up in Space Jam 2, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. maybe this could work. Yeah, he is Thank not you, opposed That's- to anything. Yep. He's not opposed to anything. That's great. No, that's what I love to hear in, in, he in, in potential players. Wow. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Thank you so much, Molly. Um, let's go to Nate. Now, Nate, when when this idea came on our table, when we saw what you're about to pitch, um, mm. we immediately said, no, this is a this is not a good idea. That was a good uh, This gentleman has been washed up for many years and smokes way too many cigars. Mm. We don't think he's in playing shape, but I want I want you to tell us why you think Michael Jordan could put the sneakers back on and make a difference with the Philadelphia 76ers. All right. Well, first I got to say your gut was spot on. You're, you're absolutely right. Can you see it through my shirt? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I thought you have that 3d camera, right? Cause it's jumping right out at me. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's hurting my (laughs) eyes. Um, so he shouldn't, he shouldn't come back. And that's what I thought when I went into it. And then (laughs) as I started talking to him, I realized that he actually may know a little bit about basketball. I didn't, I, you know, I thought it was like riding a bicycle. You stop doing it and you just forget. Um, and that's not it at all. In fact, if anything, he's been, um, he's been continuing his, uh, I wouldn't say training, but it's games that he's been playing with like Bugs and Daffy and uh, Elmer and Bill Murray. Um, and he's taken on some of those cartoon like characteristics mm. where he can defy gravity. There's an gravity. multiple gravity. R's in gravity. Um, he can defy it, um, much like Wicked. And uh, he can <laughs> smash the balls. Right he, through the circular things with the nets on them. I have heard he um, smash the balls, yeah. So if anything, he's gotten better. He doesn't Whoa. even wear Air Jordans anymore. Like, he used to have to pump them up. He doesn't have to do that anymore. Well, I can't no even kidding. find them on the shelves. What is he wearing these days? Like, who is he wearing? Usually clothes. Oh. Um, yeah. That's uh, but controversial. His, I mean, but all right, this is how good he is now. He wears Birkenstock sandals <laughs> on, the, yes. on the basketball court. Well, he is about the right age to be wearing Birkenstock sandals. Yeah. yeah. With Air Moses. Wow. Exactly. Now, uh, Nate, I, you know, he did recently admit to smoking like 10 cigars a day, which is an, an insane habit. Don't you think that's going to affect like his, uh, his longevity on the floor or is he just coming I, in in spurts? Well, first... Thank you for sharing your opinion. I hope Alan puts a little thing on the bottom saying this is just Steve's opinion. <laughs> you know, ten cigars may be fine. I mean, it's probably not ten. It's probably like three. But I can't he's. But that. I mean, <laughs> Alan will fix it. Let me tell you something. Much like Minerva, if you're a god, which he is in basketball, sure. Um, and especially after he brought Porky Pig to a barbecue and then ate him. Yeah. Um, 
you inherit those cartoon like qualities and and I forgot what your question is, but he's going to be great. Awesome. Yeah. Glad to hear <laughs> it. Thank too. you, Nate. That was, that was really <laughs> impressive. Um, so we're, we're, that brings us to Marie, of course. And, um, you know, he is one of the all-time greats, number two, mm-hmm. with a bullet. Yeah. Um, and he, one of the founding fathers. Tell us why John Adams, of all people, so- is the person you want to bring back to life to play on the 76ers. Absolutely. Um, as you all know, um, the the viewership of basketball has been dropping over the past few years, and um, we're 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 desperate to get that viewership back. Um, so we're taking a we're taking a page out of Broadway's book. Um, we there there was this entire musical about one of the other founding fathers, Hamilton, mm. and. And that has gone, uh, it, it's gone like national. It's, it's a, it's rave around the entire world. Everybody loves Hamilton. So why don't we take a page out of, out of their book and bring John Adams in as the point guard? Because obviously it will garner tons more viewership. I am, um, working with John Adams, uh, media campaign and his people, um, with creating some, some songs to go along with his, uh, time on the court so that the, the audience can feel like invested and want to sing along so that you get that, like that camaraderie between the audience and the players. So it's all about, uh, bringing history to life and uh, making the viewership come back. Wow, I, I love that. Um, just one follow up question: um, sure. Do you worry about his like two hundred year old ligaments? Any damage? Um, you know, potential injuries uh, going on there. I of, of course, but as every professional athlete is always worrying about injuries. I mean, look at Gronk; he's been injured a million times, and suddenly he's True. coming back to play in the NFL again. So, I think that I think that uh, Sir Johnny A is going to be just fine. Beautiful. Thank you so much. He was knighted by the nightingale. Nightingale, yes, <laughs> boom! You're knighted. <laughs> Call back. That makes okay. sense. So uh, let's see, um, Amanda. We've had some great answers here. Uh, Bob wants to do a quick outlet pass to Amy von Masek, friend of the show. Molly's trying to get some writing credits on Space Jam Two. <laughs> Nate, you know he's bringing back the goat. No, Michael Jordan. Pushing through the, the smoke and mirrors, <laughs> and there's Michael Jordan. <laughs> and Marie wants to bring the founding father back to Philadelphia. Mm. So I want to hear your input. Which way are you leaning? Well, uh, first off, Steve, I'm going to give you four points because I can see you as a sportscaster. I can what? see you <laughs> on an actual televised that continues with <laughs> right. uh, sports ball. And, uh, <laughs> sports I can see you doing that. Like, well, thank you. Basketball. That's very kind. So I'm going to give you four points. Um, I'm going to give Nate six points because it, it's Michael Jordan, even though he's smoking those cigs or whatever they are. Cigars. Cigars. I'm going to give Bob eight points because I think that Amy would be very intimidating with those knitting needles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Marie, yeah. you're going to get 10 because, yeah, Hamilton is awesome. And I think John Adams should have a musical. I mean, mm-hmm. we had bloody, bloody Andrew Jackson. Um, and Molly, you're going to get 12 because, hell yeah, wouldn't he be intimidating with the bloody mm-hmm. eyeball? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I think, I think. Yeah, you're the winner. Beautiful. Nice job, everybody. That was great. 
<laughs> All right. It's hard to pick just so, one. You're also smart. <laughs> would you like to know how the points turned out? Yes. Yes. So right now, in last place, <laughs> we have our visiting professor with four points. We have Ooh. a tie between Coach Steve and myself at mm. 23 points. Nate at 26, Molly at 30, Marie will be performing mask charades what? after the next minute or less with 32 points. And it is now time for our minute or less question, Amanda. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Don't go to bed angry. Mm. Try to work things out. Like seriously, because if I go to bed pissed off or in a just bad mood, I wake up in a bad mood. So I try to yeah. refresh my brain and wake up in a better mood. Yeah. Mm. That's fantastic advice. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So our next game is called Mask Charade. Amanda has sent her favorite game to Marie. Marie will then play a game of charades with Amanda's movie as the topic. The rest of the faculty will don blindfolds. Don your blindfolds. Hello. And don, get my try to guess the movie based on my poor description of Marie's charades. Are we ready? I have a um, clarifying question. Yeah. It's yes. a movie. Um, do, do words like uh the <laughs> count in the yes. word count yes they do yes yes okay thank you all right you're molly welcome. is yours upside down too or or is that yeah. just how it goes <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about does everybody have their masks on <laughs> there we yep. go marie are you ready <laughs> faculty are you ready sure yes yep and begin i'll give you a freebie it's a movie yes <laughs> three Bible. words she's reading something she's a molly got wow <laughs> what what the hell so 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 yes so <laughs> what just happened? I was like, okay, I was like, how do I be a horse and also sink in a swan? Yes. And how do I ride? And how do I yes. ride the guy? And all I had to do was read a book. I gotta be honest. What? I was like, I know, I was like Amanda. Three words. Yes. And it just yeah. came. That was amazing. Wow. So <sighs> that is our new show record. Yeah. Prior to this, it was about forty seconds. This timed in, start to finish, at a little under 14 seconds. Hell yeah. Oh, so in order well, for me to press stop... I read stop, a book really well. <laughs> I press stop at 14.45. So... What was I didn't even hear what it was. It was so... Never good. Never ending story. story. Never... Wow. Yeah. I was, gonna, I was gonna put the book in my bag and run away. Yeah. <laughs> a... A film that was despised by the author for really weird reasons. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But one Al of my Alan favorite movies. I bet. Oh. Alan, yeah. I'll, Alan wait. will pull up all the info he pulled he, from the technically correct where we had never ending story. Yeah. He, <laughs> he only he has really 14 seconds. He's doing a really seconds. good job. I just want to give a shout Alan. out. He is doing a good job. Shout out to Alan. He's, he's a good guy. Right. He's still not getting a raise. School. Yes, he is. Wait, he's paid? But, uh, I'm still not getting. Well, he's getting paid nothing right now. Right. <laughs> Give him a hundred percent raise. 
<laughs> Raise them to zero. Um, let's triple it. I'll, I'll triple it. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right. Nice job, Mom. So. Thank you. Amanda, how would you like to score that incredibly fast mask charade? Uh, that was like crazy, Molly. So we're gonna give you like twenty points. Twenty points. And much like has happened other times that Molly's been 20 points in the lead, our next segment is technically correct. So, <laughs> so there we go. Think of a movie. So right now, in last place, we have our visiting professor with four points. Next, we have Steve and myself with a tie for 23 points. After that, we have Nate with 26, Marie with 32 and in the lead, Molly with an even 50 points. Join us when we return with a pop quiz and technically correct only on Balderdash Academy. Go Dashers! Whoop, whoop! Welcome back to Balderdash Academy. Our points are in last place. We have our visiting professor with four points. Next, we have Steve and myself with a tie for 23 points. After that, we have Nate with 26, Marie with 32. And in the lead, Molly with an even 50 points. Yes. That kick. It is time for our final pop quiz of the night. This pop quiz is from the professor of home ec and wellness, Marie Stewart Harmon. Marie, what do you have for us? All right, folks. Um, it is summertime here in Maine at the time of this filming. And as you can see, if you're watching this on the YouTubes, which you all should be, um, <laughs> I am out here on my porch and... You can't see it. It's off screen right now. I've got citronella candles all over the place because um, last time I was doing this, I got bit all over. I have mosquito bites uh. all over my legs. Um, I didn't have any cortisone. I didn't have any Benadryl. I, what do I do for my own sanity, the health and wellness of my body? Something that I might have in my home right now that is not a prescription. How, what would I do to cure these itchy, itchy bug bites? Um, Nate, how about you? Um, so you, you, you have them actually out amongst you right now. You've already mentioned them. It's the citronella, yes. citronella candles. Oh. Um, you can use those or any candle. Basically, you just want some hot wax. Um, and much, I've, Listen, I watched this on the tutorial video House of Wax. Um, I think Paris Hilton was in that, too. Uh, but, um, yeah, you just cover your body with it and you peel it off. It's excellent for removing blackheads, you know, uh, any toxins in your pores. And it pulls the bug bites right off. Um, the only thing I would say is maybe have like some skin grafts ready to go. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. Cover yourself in wax and just pull everything off. All right. Thank like you. Like a Band-Aid, um, nice and slow. Yep. Yep. You might not have any hair after it, but you won't have bug bites either. Um, Molly, what about what about you? What would you do for itchy bug bites? 
Oh, man, anyone that knows me knows that I suffer from mosquitoes really, really mm. bad. I would suggest me getting too. your yard sprayed. Um, <laughs> I can hook you up with a client. Anyways, um, what so most people say toothpaste. Most people say to put toothpaste on mm. it, which whatever, peppermint. Sure, you can do that. It doesn't work. All right. If you're serious like you and I, it does not work. What you want to do is take toilet water, freeze it into ice cubes. Once you have them frozen into ice cubes, you will then take the toilet water ice cube and put it on the wound. Now, not only will this reduce inflammation, but the urine, it acts like, you know, they say if a jellyfish pees, you know, pees on you, if a jellyfish <laughs> pees on you. Hey, you do you. <laughs> um, whatever you're into. Whatever on the you urine train. <laughs> Judgment-free zone. Okay. All right. Listen, you're in trade. If, if, if the jellyfish stings you, you want to pee on it, it's the same thing. Okay. It's the same concept. You're going to neutralize that. So you're hitting it two times with the, with the cold and with yeah, your urine disinfectant. I just have one clarifying question, Molly. If you are not sure. in your home and you perhaps are camping mm-hmm. and you get attacked by mosquitoes and you're in a campground, would you still use porta potty water? <laughs> Poor- uh, mm-hmm. I sure would. <laughs> yes, yes, commitment right there. Everyone, everyone brings a-, a cooler. You can make it work. Okay, it's worth it. All right, all right. You are all an right. incredible mother, and I am. Yes, and worried for your children. <laughs> um, uh, Headmaster Bob, what would yes. you do about these itchy bug bites? Well, you see. You might look on, look for something that's a roll-on. You might look for something that is arid, makes you extra dry. What I would recommend is just tell your husband that you need a deep massage spa day to really work Mm. on the welts from the mosquitoes. (laughs) It may not be immediate, but in the end, I guarantee you will feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds oh. like a, it sounds like a commercial from the fifties. Ladies, tell your husbands yes. you need a deep massage <laughs> for most well, of I was more specifically saying, Matt, buy Marie. <laughs> <laughs> tell your husband. I need a spa day. Um, well, Bob I don't said think I had anybody's... to because a mosquito bit me. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think any of us are going to be having real spa days anytime soon. But that mm. is a really good piece of advice and one I will definitely be bringing back to Matt. Um, Steve, what would you do about these itchy bug bites? Here's what I would do. You don't have to do this. Um, your mileage may vary. <laughs> but this works. This works. Okay. Um, the only thing sometimes to offset pain is more pain and bug bites. They are painful. They're itchy. You're just going to scratch them all night. It's horrible. So what you need is a much larger, more painful bite. Okay. All you need to do is find a loved one, a neighbor that you trust, um, your cat, cat, and all you need is them to administer the largest bite they can deep into your flesh. And that will really offset um the the pain receptors and will help you relax and be able to get some sleep i have a question for steve please um i have uh, a zombie in my basement um should i let them bite me um traditionally i'd say no but under the circumstances you know it's hard i just don't know i don't know what to do with them Uh, on the plus side you will never have to worry about mosquitoes again exactly yeah so yeah yeah, Zombie bites. they only like new blood. 
yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, these have been really, really helpful suggestions. We've got, we've got uh, Nate's cover your entire body in wax and then rip it off. Um, that sort of kind of goes hand in hand with Steve's there with increase, increase your pain um, to distract you from the itching there. Um, but in Steve's case, it was find somebody who loves you to bite you as hard as possible. Right. Um, For mosquitoes or other reasons. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Um, we've got um, Molly's toilet water, frozen toilet water. Um, just like, you know, you gotta, you gotta pee on a jellyfish sting. You put that toilet water on a mosquito bite in the form of iced cubes. And my personal favorite, Bob's, I need to go to the spa. Um, so Amanda, what do you think is the best bet here? What should I do? Ooh, these are all wonderful remedies. Um, so I'm going to administer you all points. Uh, Molly, you're going to get five frozen pea cubes. Because um, <laughs> that's great. Um, Did you say cube or pube? No, oh, God. Wait, whatever we have in the ice cube. No, it's this show is going down the toilet. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> uh, oh, so God. five of pubes or cubes, whatever you're feeling, Molly. <laughs> Um, Nate, you're gonna get six pubes. (laughs) I finally got six. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Steve, you're you're gonna get seven um, uh, pube cubes. Oh, lovely! Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, we're just mixing it up. And and Bob, you are the winner because it's all about self care. So um, Mm -hmm. you're gonna get ten. It's a mixed bag of pubes and cubes. It's better than Steve's seven pubes cubed. <laughs> oh, God. That's, um, that's a pube sorry, with a little listeners. four next to it. Oh, I am sorry. <clears throat> um, this, these have all been really, really helpful pieces of advice. And actually, sure. my, my, my suggestion to you all was actually said. Molly said it earlier. Almost everybody has toothpaste in their home. You just... And if you don't have toothpaste, you can create a baking soda um, and water paste, which also would work. A lot of toothpaste is made from baking soda. Mm. Um, and the paste um, pulls the itch right out. The other suggestion that I have is um, creating a paste with oatmeal. Um, if, every, if anybody remembers getting the chicken pox, if you haven't gotten them yet, then you should stay away from anybody who has them. Um, mm. it, when I was younger and I had the chicken pox, I got an oatmeal bath, um, which makes perfect sense. That oatmeal the creamy consistency of it, it it makes it relieves the itching so two things that most people have in their homes oatmeal and toothpaste yes Nate roll-on antiperspirant will also work deodorant yep how long do I have to bake the soda for um until it is down to a powder it's a long time (laughs) it's like maple syrup yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. Mountain Dew. <laughs> Mountain Dew. You guys are really right. making Alan's job easier. So. <laughs> <laughs> would you like Sorry, to know Amanda. our points? Yes. yes. I would love Can't to. Wait. So right now, in Just last place, lead. we have our visiting professor with four points. Next, we have Steve with 30, Nate with 32, tied with Marie for 32 Myself with 33, and in the lead with 55 points, Ooh. we have Molly. It wow. is time for yes, our last Amanda. Yes. minute or less. So our last minute or less question, Amanda. 
are two people who've been the most influential to you. Ooh. Ooh. In my whole life or today? However you'd like to interpret. <laughs> How about both? Oh, I'd love to hear both things. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, this is so hard. Ooh. Ooh. 50, um, I guess 48. my mom is pretty influential because she told me to follow my dreams and be who I want to be. So that's pretty effective for yeah. influencing my life. Also, awesome. she birthed me. Um, and <laughs> I, would, I would say that um, bringing it back to the older comedians, like uh, Molly Shannon has always been like one of my absolute favorite uh, performers yeah. so just yeah absolutely bringing it yeah. back to that <laughs> um i would say Ooh. yeah a lot of the S stars good answer and under a minute our next game is called technically correct i will read a description of a movie that is technically correct our faculty members will all come up with an answer as fast as possible Amanda will then award points based on the answers that she likes best. Our first movie. A surgeon fights an interdimensional adversary. Nate, what's your answer? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange for Nate. Marie, what do you have? Alien versus Predator. Alien versus Predator. All right, Molly, what's your answer? No! God, um, surgeon, um, uh, Jaws two, Jaws two. <laughs> it's like a surgeon. I was gonna, I was gonna write down Jaws surgeon. Steve, what's your answer? Um, Terminator two. Terminator two. So we have Nate with Doctor Strange, Marie with Alien vs Predator, Molly with Jaws two, Steve with Terminator two. The answer is The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. <laughs> how could we have missed what? that? <laughs> Amanda, how would you like to score? Well, I was with Nate. I was like, it's Doctor Strange, duh. Yeah. If we're going to go with Nate, you're going to get five fingers, five points. Five I'm catching fingers. up to Molly. Right. I, I used to give you all points, and now I'm just being lazy. It's good. Our it's next good. movie. Keep it small. Our next movie. <laughs> Five fingers, keep it small. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. So, our next movie A man steals a job from a woman. <laughs> a man steals a job from a woman. Steve, what do you have? Uh, secretariat. Secretariat. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. All right, Nate, what's your answer? Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Ooh. All right, Marie, what do you got? Um, I'm going to go with secretary. <laughs> secretary. <laughs> yeah. All right. Molly, what's your answer? It's, of course, the Wolf of Wall Street. It's supposed to be Wolf S. The Wolf of Wall Street. All right, so you have Steve with secretariat, Nate with Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Marie with a secretary, Molly with a wolf of Wall Street. The answer is Tootsie. Oh, yeah. No. Huh. Great movie. Cute. The answer yeah. was oh, yeah. Tootsie. Totally. Amanda, how would you yeah. like to score? Um, he was on a roll. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to give uh, 
Steve, because you made me giggle the most on that one, you're going to get five five points. Just, All right, just classic Steve. points. Just classic, because okay. my brain just couldn't come up with something funny. It's too easy to giggle at the fingers. Our next movie, <laughs> an ex-con robs the wrong men and needs to save his family. Molly, what do you got? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> It, um, it is um, Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Steve, what's your answer? Uh, Last of the Mohicans. Last of the Mohicans. Nate, what do you got? Um, the Art of the Deal. Art of the Deal. And Marie... I am so sorry. I got so focused on Molly's that. Oh, okay, I remember. Okay, um, I it. Hmm. Okay, so originally I was gonna go with Robin Hood, um, and I'm sticking with that. It's Robin Hood. <laughs> Robin Hood. All yeah. right. So we have Molly with Christopher Robin, Steve with Last of the Mohicans, Nate with the Art of the Deal, Marie with Robin Hood. The answer was the fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh. Oh. Beautiful. I was very close. Yeah. So, (laughs) Amanda, how would you like to score? Yeah, I'm going to have to give Molly those five points because a fox lives in the woods and Christopher Robin Mm. spent time in the Hundred Acre Woods. Absolutely. And helped Winnie the Pooh steal some honey. All right. I thought she was barking up the wrong tree. Our (laughs) last movie of Technically Correct a young singer signs a contract for a chance to change her life forever. Marie, what do you have? I'm going to go with Burlesque starring Cher. Burlesque. Burlesque. Molly, what do you got? Um, it is straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton. All right. Steve, what's your answer? Uh, the Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. Nate, what do you have? Ooh. I think that's right. The Shawshank Redemption. There it is. All right. So you have Marie with Burlesque, Molly with Straight Out of Compton, Steve with the Little Mermaid, and Nate with the Shawshank Redemption. The answer was Steve. It's the Little Mermaid. Yes. Yes. No, second nice. time Steve got it right in my count, I believe. Good job, yeah. Steve. Nice. Well done. Amanda, how Bravo. was your score? Five thingamabobs for Steve. Nice reference. Steve, before we get to our points, it's now time for today's moral. So, after listening to what we said today, after talking to Amanda, after laughing with each other, there's one thing that's abundantly clear. If you ever want to get out of bringing something to a potluck, just explain to the party you have to create a universe first. Nice. That's my go-to answer from now on. It is. All right. All right. It's now time for our final points. In last place, we have our visiting professor with four points. I'm going to give her an additional 30 in last place. We have Marie with 32 points. I was winning two minutes ago. (laughs) We have myself with 33, Amanda with 34. We have Nate with 37, Steve with 40. And our fifth time 
reigning champion uh, Molly oh McGill wow. with 60 Oh my god, points. oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> well Thank you done. so much. Nice job. Molly. Nice job. Well Thank you, Amanda. Done. That was a good game. I owe it all to you, Amanda. You literally do. Amanda. Amanda, Literally. thank you for being a visiting professor tonight. Yay. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you all so for much. having me. It was so great yeah. to have fun with you guys. I miss you all so oh. much. So we went I from rehearsing wait. with Amanda weekly and seeing Amanda almost every Saturday night mm. nothing since March, and it's been killing us. So this has been as much fun for us yeah. as it has been for you. I hope as much fun for you. I had a <laughs> blast. Thank you. Uh, links to all of Amanda's work are in the description. Check them out. Thank you for visiting us at Balderdash Academy. I have been your headmaster, Bob LeBlanc. Joining me has been our professor of home economics, Marie Stewart Harmon. Someday I'll win again. <laughs> our professor of STEAM, Nate Green. Check the universe. <laughs> Coach of the Balderdash Academy Dashers, Steve Corning. We'll get him next time. And our five-time reigning champion in a tie for most wins, Professor of English Language Arts, Molly McGill. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! We're on a roll. <laughs> and once again, thank you to our visiting professor, Amanda E. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> Bye. We love you. Join us December 14th as we welcome visiting Professor John McCarthy and get totally schooled in all things whiskey, wine, spirits, and cocktails. Besides being a well-known alcohol aficionado, John is a seasoned 25-year publishing veteran and former senior managing editor at Men's Health Magazine. He's also author of The Modern Gentleman, The Guide to the Best Food, Drinks, and Accessories, and is a founder and judge of the John Barleycorn Awards, a global distillery competition. Man, if you like booze, laughing, and learning cool stuff to impress people on Zoom with, oh, you're, you're going to want to catch this episode only on Balderdash Academy. <laughs> Meet the characters of Balderdash County in Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge. You've heard the game show. Now you can go behind the scenes as you meet the students and faculty of our fine school. Unlock the mysteries of the centuries-old buildings or even go outside the school grounds to meet the denizens of the village of Balderdash. Character, comedy, and mystery abound in Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge every other Wednesday on your favorite podcast service. Balderdash Academy was produced and edited by Bob LeBlanc. Theme music by Thinkfish Tank. Performed and written by Steve Corning, Carla Rose Dubois, Nate Green, Randy Hunt, Bob LeBlanc, Molly McGill, and Marie Stewart Harmon. Copyright 2020, Robert J. LeBlanc and Steve Corning. All rights reserved. Go Dashers!